From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Later on in hour number two, we are going to play a game featuring Stone Labanowitz asking questions. We are, are answering questions, I should say. And we're going to be giving away four tickets to see the Smashing Pumpkins. The Smashing Pumpkins. At I Think Financial Amphitheater. That's I Think Financial. All right. Um, before we we get to Phil Mickelson, I want to talk a little Phil Mickelson. We touched on him yesterday, but I am fascinated by this man's gambling acumen. And it made me think about making poor decisions in life. Uh, but first, this is a story I was not aware of. This is a creature I was not aware of until about 10 minutes ago when Jeanette got my attention. And here is the headline. This is from the Daily Mail. Here's the headline. Supermarket is closed over fears male shoppers could suffer permanent erections. Spider whose bite can cause bizarre reaction in men sparks evacuation. Bet you didn't see that coming. Again... Supermarket is closed over fears male shoppers could suffer permanent erections. Spider whose bite can cause bizarre reactions in men sparks evacuation. Uh, For clarification, this happened in Austria. An Austrian supermarket was evacuated after the store manager reportedly spotted a banana-loving spider capable of causing permanent erections in men. The penny shop in Krems andor Donau, 45 miles west of Vienna, remains closed since Tuesday over fears of the four-inch black and red spider. Emergency services were called and warned the spider, still at large, may have been a highly venomous Brazilian wandering spider known to reach Europe by hiding in bunches of bananas. The creature is one of the planet's most venomous spiders, and bites can be fatal after causing hypothermia, blurred vision, convulsions, and in some cases, erections. The spider's venom is even being studied for use in erectile dysfunction treatments after it was found that a bite from one of the spiders can give male victims a painful four-hour erection. I think the most symbolic part of this is that they like bananas. You can find them in bananas. It's perfect. Maybe eggplants too. Well, it's a good point. You know, maybe that's where they find. I think also, you know, and it's it's quite remarkable that uh, they're not trying to kill the spider in hopes of, you know, finding treatment for erectile dysfunction. That's great. Tell you what, my fear of this spider is growing. Tell you what, I'm scared stiff. You got one more? Uh, reading that story was really hard. There it is. There, we, there it is. I'm no scientist here or anything, but I'm sure it has to do with like ultra blood flow. Like it just Probably. Like brings all the blood I don't know. at a rapid speed. The fact that they closed the whole supermarket though, the, the because whole they were scared superma- yeah. a spider, a teeny four-inch spider. Well, they weren't sure if he had gotten into more than the bananas. A male interaction for four hours. 
There is That's some, hilarious. I will say, there is some real nice um, biological alignment between a spider that spends its time in bananas and a spider that can cause an erection. There's something very like... I That's know, what I said earlier. Yeah, symbolic. There's something very phallic about that. That's what I was trying to hint at. It was yeah. very symbolic that the spider likes to hang around bananas. Yeah. I'm proud of us, guys. Can you imagine? <laughs> I just like would love I am for proud of us. you guys to go to a doctor because uh, maybe you guys suffer from erectile dysfunction. And they're like, here, let this spider yeah, bite you. Yeah, here, just sit still. I'm sure they just would inject you with the venom. Right, instead mm-hmm. of uh, having the spider crawl on you. But hey, you know what? Maybe it's a, a different type of doctor. Uh, yesterday, hmm. uh, we were talking about Phil Mickelson and... I am still fascinated by the book that is is about to be released that is documenting just how degenerate this guy is. Now, yesterday, in a very unprofessional manner, I did not know the name of the book or the author. I just sort of went with it. The name of the book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. It's Billy Walters, the former gambling companion, the partner of Phil Mickelson, who spent time in prison for insider trading and is now out and has written a book exposing the deep, dark gambling secrets of one Phil Mickelson. This is an excerpt from the book, okay? It was nothing for Phil to bet $20,000 a game on long-shot five-team NBA parlays or wager $100,000 or $200,000 a game on football, basketball, and baseball. Based upon my detailed betting records and additional records provided by sources, here's a snapshot of Phil's gambling habit between 2010 and 2014. He bet $110,000 to win $100,000, a total of 1,115 times. Oh, my God. On 858 occasions, he bet $220,000 to win $200,000. The sum of those 1,973 gross wagers came to more than $311 million. In 2011 alone, he made 3,154 bets, an average of nearly nine per day, nine bets per day in 2011. I can already see Stone cringing over there. Nine per day for an entire calendar year, Stone. That's insane. You're a sicko. You're a sicko. Have you you ever done nine bets per day? I can confidently say I have not. That's crazy. What would be like your max where you'd start to feel uncomfortable? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. uh, Five? Okay. Really? Maybe half? Because you're you're losing your margins. Like you're just maximizing risk if you're just throwing five out there or let alone nine. Uh, on, On one day in that aforementioned year, 2011, on June 22nd, June 22nd, this is one day, Jeanette. He made 43 bets on Major League Baseball games, resulting in $143,500 in losses. He, in one day, bet 43 times on baseball. And he lost nearly $144,000. What can you bet on baseball 43 times in one day anyway? I mean, he's betting like innings. He's betting like... Was it, say with, was I it mean, parlay? There's, no, I mean, no, there's a plethora of things. You can bet 43 different things in one game alone in baseball. Yeah. That's how baseball works. Um, Josh Cohen brought up a good point when discussing this right here. At max, for the MLB, there were 15 games a day. There's never been any more. 15 right. games a day. So to find 43 bets takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of research. 
and takes a whole lot of degenerative. Keep it in mind, this is stuff he's doing through a bookie. Because back when this is happening, this isn't legal. You can't get on your phone. You can't make bets like that. So this is all lined up in real time with someone who's handling his money from his offshore accounts. So are parlays, can each bet that you make in a parlay, is that considered one bet? Or yeah, is it, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, he was straight betting what he would call his units. Come to find out a unit for him that he would bet just standard is $110,000. He's got the extra 10000 on there for the VIG. The guy, uh, I want to say, knew what he was doing, at least numerically knew what he was doing, but it is big-time degenerate stuff. The numbers get worse and worse when you see Yep. Phil made a staggering 7,065 wagers on football, basketball, and baseball. What? 7,065 wagers on football, basketball, and baseball. Based on our relationship and what I've since learned from others, Phil's gambling losses approached not $40 million, as has been previously reported, but instead approached much closer to $100 million. In all, he wagered a total of more than $1 billion over the last three decades on sports gambling. Losses $100 million, wagers totaling over $1 billion in just under three decades. I feel like he's bad at gambling. Who's right? to say? I, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, That's the thing, though. When you start wagering a billion dollars, even massive numbers of losses, it doesn't tell the story because you're talking about so much money that's gone back and forth. We don't know what he won. We don't know what he had in his accounts at any given time. We don't know if he started to feel at some point like, uh-oh, uh, I may have overdone it here. I'm uncomfortable. We'll never know. And it's hard, I think, to gauge that if you're talking about a billion dollars in 25, 26 years. It makes me question Charles Barkley. We know he's a known gambler, but as far as surmounting those numbers, I think Phil's untouchable. I don't think anybody's done that or so that's gone public. It's head-scratching stuff because it, it and I know this is where you're going to go with it, and this is where we should go. It's not even a tinfoil conspiracy, but he started the uh, or was one of the very first to commit to the live tour and the Saudis and stuff like it was definitely he probably needed to pay off debts. That's the speculation. Say, I mean, that was 100%. a joke for the longest time. It was almost meme worthy stuff, but it doesn't seem like a joke at this point. It, it definitely tracks. It tracks. It definitely tracks. Now, again, because I'm very interested in why all of this is coming out. This was Phil Mickelson's bookie who went to jail because Phil didn't have his back? It wasn't his bookie. What it, it was his partner. So what they they were in business together, okay? So what would happen is this guy was a renowned gambler, okay? And so what would happen is when you've got big money bets, all right, especially when you have an offshore account, what this guy would do is he's basically betting in conjunction the same thing that Phil Mickelson is betting. The last thing that people that that Phil Mickelson of all people though wants to have out there is that he is a compulsive sports gambler. I mean, one, it's illegal, and two, like how do you answer that? So this guy would bet the same amount of money as Phil Mickelson, and Phil Mickelson's identity would would be unknown to the bookie and to the, the books that are taking this money. Yeah, he's his beard. Yeah, this is basically his book, his, his, his betting beard. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Just masking Phil Mickelson. Masking Phil Mickelson's sports betting. And then they're able to, they're able to, to combine 
their money together and make business decisions and betting decisions off of that. So why is he coming out against Phil right now? Well, one, I'm interested in the book. <laughs> Phil, oh, for sure. This Phil is, is riveting stuff. Phil is a very, very, very divisive person, especially since he signed with Liv. So that's why this book is coming out. But also this guy... This guy went to prison for insider trading largely because Phil Mickelson had a chance to tell the feds, according to Billy Walters, Phil Mickelson, all he had to do was tell the feds, oh, this guy wasn't involved in insider trading. Uh, we were just doing sports betting. He didn't do insider trading. He didn't do it. The feds said they were trying to get Billy Walters on a bunch of stuff, so that's what they stuck him with was the insider trading, put him in prison. So Phil ratted him out. Not ratted him out, but didn't do anything to absolve him. To me, that's ratting out. If you okay. guys were partners sure. and your boy's about to go to jail and you don't have his back, bye. So I'll, here are the receipts. There is uh -uh. there is definitely an aspect of of hey, this guy screwed me. That's why this book is coming out. But also, it's good money making venture because people want to read about Phil being a complete degenerate. Yeah, that uh, book's getting bought. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with Billy Walter here and his decision to just lay out uh, Phil Mickelson's issues. And also, Mr. Milkelson, get help, because that's not normal behavior. I feel if you like. got the money to bet, then he don't need any help. I mean, I understand it's an addiction, and that's where you would that's, get help. That's where I'm getting, yeah. It's the addiction part. Like, what? But if you got the money, you're allowed to do whatever. A billion yeah. dollars in three decades, though? But it Think also, I mean, yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> and then there's this part of it. Oh, there's this part of it, which we talked about yesterday. The accusation from Billy Welters that Phil Mickelson tried to bet on a Ryder Cup he was playing in. 39th Ryder Cup, Medina, just outside of Chicago. So, according to Billy Walters, this from the book Gambler, he was feeling supremely confident that the American squad, led by Tiger Woods, Bubba Watson, and Phil himself, was about to reclaim the cup from the Euros. He was so confident, he asked me to place a $400,000 wager for him on the U.S. team to win. I could not believe what I was hearing. Have you lost your bleeping mind, I told him. Don't you remember what happened to Pete Rose? The former Cincinnati Reds manager was banned from baseball for betting on his own team. You are seen as a modern-day Arnold Palmer. You'd risk all that for this? I want no part of it. Phil replied, quote, all right, all right. And that was that. And it turns out Phil lost a match on a Sunday where the Europeans made the biggest comeback in Ryder Cup history that would have tanked Phil Mickelson if he went through with the bet. Now, Phil Mickelson last night came out with a statement denying that accusation about the Ryder Cup. But how can we take Phil, with, with these, with these accounts, how can we take Phil Mickelson seriously? Because betting on a Ryder Cup he's playing in definitely sounds like something Phil Mickelson would do. Sounds like somebody with an addiction to gambling mm -hmm. would absolutely of do. Of course he'd do something like 100%. that. 100%. Of course he would. Like, come on. Come on, Phil. I mean, it's a heavy accusation to say that he probably bet on the Ryder Cup. But he never admit it. He would never admit it. And the fact that he just says, all right, all right, if that is a true quote, kind of signifies that too. He's not yeah. saying like, oh, you're right. You're all, yeah, you're it's not like he's he, just like, yeah. okay, okay. It's not like he suddenly had clear conscience. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, Billy, good call. It was like, uh, all right, all right. You want to talk about betting on yourself. He was literally trying to do it and then tarnish yeah. his whole legacy. I mean, I also, too, I have no doubt in my mind that at points in his career, he probably, with Billy Walters not involved, bet on tournaments he was playing in. There's on no himself. doubt. 
What did or it, against himself? There's 154 players in what a major field. I mean, come on, he's getting active. What, did, didn't he just win a jacket a couple years ago? Yeah, no, he won the PGA Championship. That's okay. So that's the one. Kiowa Lake. Did he bet on himself for that? You're not Kiowa betting. Island. I'm sorry. He was 50. I would uh, assume yeah. that he didn't bet on himself. It's it's the. Okay. I mean, he's he's the oldest person to ever win a major. I doubt that at that point he's putting money on himself. To win. I could just imagine. You know, he walks in that Sunday super confident. That'd actually be he, a baller move. 100. percent Hey, here's what he's, he, here's 500k right there. Yeah. On me. But I'm, not, I'm not a math guy. If his unit's $110,000 and in that PGA Championship, he's 100 to 1. What is $110,000 times 100? A million? Over a million. So he would have won half his, a quarter of his purse, half of his purse, just throwing 100000 Wait, can we do that math? Because I don't want. What, 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 you, oh, you said $110,000 times 100. If times was, 100. So it's well over a million. It's I, like 10, I thought it was. Can you do the, can you do the math? You can, see, I said over a million, so I was right. <laughs> you you were said right. Had a million. I always get fearful. I kept it, I kept it vague for a reason. I was <laughs> I, like, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, it's it's an even number, so you have to carry the right, zeros. Right. There's a lot of zeros. It's over a million for sure. I think you may have left off uh, a couple of zeros from the uh, end result of I'm that. I'm still right. Yeah. I'm uh, still right. So... So I, I am curious because Billy Walters, Billy Walters talked Phil Mickelson out of, uh, it, according to Billy Walters, well, $100 million? $11 million. Oh, $11 million. Okay, I don't know anything. I was right. Um, this guy, this guy, Billy Walters, talked Phil Mickelson out of betting on himself in the Ryder Cup or, or for the U.S. team, $400,000. I mean, there are integrity questions across the board about this. But I think we can all agree that we – are pretty sure Phil Mickelson at times in his career would have bet on himself. But Billy Walters, that one instance, at least talked him out of that. Mm-hmm. When is when is the time that that a friend saved you from yourself? When is the time that a friend saved you from yourself? And this has, for me, nothing to do with sports. I just remember when I was in high school, I had seen videos of people taking their cars and plowing through garbage cans like bowling pins. Set it up in, in, in like a, a triangle formation. And you would whip your back end around and try and knock down all the garbage cans. So I had this entire plan. I was going to set it up. My buddy lived in a cul-de-sac, a long cul-de-sac where you could get some speed and whip your back end around. I drove a 94 Buick Skylark. I mean, come on. So I'm like, guys, this will be awesome. This is going to be a great idea. This is going to be a sensational idea. And I had a buddy, Jim, who talked me out of it. He was like, dude, this is a bad idea. This is a really bad idea. It's like the middle of the summer. It's like 8.30 at night. He's like, dude, I, I, I just, I, what if the cops rolled up? What if the cops rolled up? I was adamant I'm going to do this. No, this is going to be awesome. Like, get it on film. <laughs> I get it. Get it on film. There's definitely Smashing Pumpkins playing in your. Car. Oh yeah, no That's doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm still just riding the cage. <laughs> and then I'm revving the '94 <laughs> four banger engine I've got in my Buick Skylark, right? And so, so finally, finally, he was like, "Bro, like this is a bad idea." And we could see like neighbors still outside. It, it was, it was, it wasn't late enough where everybody would be inside because the sun doesn't go down till like 8:30. So he finally talked me out of it, and sure enough. Like that same evening, something happened in that subdivision where like four, five, six cop cars all of a sudden showed up. There was police presence all over the place. There is no doubt that I would have absolutely gotten in trouble for trying to play car bowling with the back end of my Buick Skylark. 
Like, could not have happened any quicker after I decided, all right, we won't do it. Then there's just cops all over the place. There were five or six cars. One of them would have taken the time to, uh, to, to find me for, one, it would have been other people's garbage cans. We were going to just take the garbage pans from the side of people's homes and do this in this cul-de-sac. I got saved for myself in a big way. Billy Walters, Phil Mickelson style right there. Jeanette, what do you have? This should be good. I have a list. Um, the, the, I have examples of each. You guys can pick which one. Uh, keen cars, exes, boys fights. Keen cars? Yes. Okay. Going back to... Uh, my friend, she was dating a cop, right? Uh, and I'm not saying from where. I'm not saying anything. So I love you, cops. <laughs> Treated. <laughs> Noted. My friend, like an absolute jerk. Uh-huh. We're talking toxicity a la finest. Not physical, but mental. Sure, sure, sure. Narcissism. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. All of that stuff. Hashtag man. She lives in an apartment complex. Uh-huh. The cop car is right there. I literally, and I was just going to walk by it. Just grab you were gonna, You were going to key a cop car? Yes. Jesus, man. My friend, she actually says, I'm like, I'm doing this for you, girl. Don't start. She goes, no, Jeanette, don't do that because there's security cameras out here. I was like, okay, bet. Fine. And I can go to jail and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. As I'm putting, as I look at the cop car, he walks out of the apartment complex and just stares at us. And I'm like, okay. Thank you. That is, oof. That was very vivid. Because yeah. I was legit, like, if that man would have seen me mm-hmm. in the car, I would have been in jail immediately. I got to say, I've made a lot of bad decisions or been on the precipice of doing so. Keen, a police car is not one of them. When that I, is next level stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. When I say I'm right or die, I genuinely mean it. Good Lord. Doesn't save you from being a jerk. Good Lord. Um, when is it time a friend saved you from yourself? Like Billy Walters did to Phil Mickelson, like Jeanette's friend did to... Her key in a cop car. Uh, me playing garbage can bowling with my Buick Skylark. When is the time a friend saved you from yourself? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. When we return, should we do the game here, Stone? Should we play a game here? We shall. All right. Uh, we are going to we are going to play a game called Stone and Skis. Stone and Skis. It is Stone's okay. knowledge of the Winter Olympics. We talked about Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, mm. and the infamous 1994 Winter Olympics yesterday. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we are going to test Stone's acumen, his knowledge of the Winter Olympics. How many questions out of nine can he get right about the Winter Olympics. How are you feeling, Stone? Always love to ask you this question. Confidence level one through nine. I will go a two. All right. A two. two. There's okay. the con- But that doesn't mean that he's not going to do well. It's just his confidence level right, right now. If you can guess how Let's many Stone real. will get correct out of nine or closest without going over, you will win four. Count them four. Four. Four tickets. A quad of tickets. Lawn seats. To see the Smashing Pumpkins at I Think Financial Amphitheater. The Smashing Pumpkins at I Think Financial Amphitheater. Let me just double check the date on this They're as well. They're next weekend. Next weekend? Is it yeah, next I Saturday? Saturday the 19th. Okay, so Saturday the 19th. 
It's the Smashing Pumpkins at I Think Financial Amphitheater. Four tickets on the line playing Skis and Stone. Skis and Stone. Four tickets. Smashing Pumpkins. I Think Financial Amphitheater next Saturday as we test Stone Lebanowitz and his knowledge of the Winter Olympics. Jump in now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Skis and Stone. Your chance to guess how many questions Stone can get right about the Winter Olympics. If you guess on the dot or closest without going over, you're going to see the Smashing Pumpkins, you and three people of your choosing. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Lavica. Skis in stone on the way. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Skis and Stone. Stone Lebanowitz's knowledge of the Winter Olympics after our discussion about Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan yesterday here on Ken LaVica Live in mere moments. We have our participants ready to go with four tickets to see one of the greatest rock bands of all time, the Smashing Pumpkins, next weekend at, I think, Financial Amphitheater. Before we get to that, however, time now to check in on some injuries. It is time now for our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. We will start with the Dolphins tonight. The Dolphins in their first preseason game, and it is here on ESPN 106.3. Unknown still of Jalen Waddell, who suffered a hip injury in practice on Wednesday, will play Jalen Waddell and his hip, the subject of our Baptist Health uh, Injury Emporium. And, And this happened earlier today. This could be a concern, conceivably, you would think for the Las Vegas Raiders. But this from Tashawn Reed. Tashawn Reed, ESPN, right, Stone? Uh, yes, sir. Tashawn Reed, Raiders wide receiver. Devontae Adams just got hurt during team drills, took a hit, was down for a while, needed help to the sideline. I hate how training camp has become just a death march. Ugh. And that is your Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology. To provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care, visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. And remember when we read that story about a spider that gives you an erection? Mm-hmm. And it might crazy. be the cure to help. Uh, it might be a cure to erectile dysfunction. The yeah. next Viagra. Yeah, I, I mean, forget that. It, just, it bites you and you... Get an erection. That's crazy. Keep going. Keep going, spider. Thank uh, you for your good work. You could potentially do. Skis and stone. Skis and stone here on Ken Levick Alive. Stone Lebanowitz, young man, age 24. His knowledge of the Winter Olympics. Stone, uh, do, you, do you tune into the Winter Olympics every single four years? Do you make an appointment viewing? Of course. Of course okay. I do. All right. 
as one American uh, does. <laughs> that means no. He drapes himself in a flag. He sits on the couch. He eats pizza rolls, and he cheers on the stars and stripes. I cheers on like the bobs. The bobsledding team is uh, one of my favorites. I feel like he'd be more into hot dogs, but only up to five. Do you eat hot dogs during the Winter Olympics? Uh, of course. What do you think about the luge? I'm a big, big luge fan. Okay. Which How one's the, the skeleton? Luge? I'm thinking skeleton is the- two. Bobsled is four. And the uh, the skeleton is the one person on that like little sled going a million miles an hour. But they're all on that little tube thing, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the course. I don't know. How about our big boss, Stephanie Prince, coming after me in a uh, content meeting yesterday about my performance in the hot dog eating contest? Uh, I know no, that no, was no, very no, no. uncalled for. No, that was a big. Wrong. It was a stray. Stop yeah. defending your boy. Stone said that he could stuff at first fourteen, then he brought it down to seven, and he only did four and a half. So, no, well-deserved. You will never let it down, and I will make sure of that. I believe it was five, the official it was. Uh, record. Now, if you want to give Stone crap for something, it's that last week, for the first time ever on a Friday game that we've played here on Ken Levicka Live, Stone failed so badly that nobody won. Huh? Not any of the participants, certainly not Stone, and society as a whole took an L last week when we tested Stone's knowledge of the great American West with conference realignment raging and the Pac-12 dying, and Stone was awful. So dis- much so that nobody won. Way to disappoint the people. The I mean, people yeah. were probably stoked to go to Rapid Water Park and nobody won because of you. The only uh, one I got was the Oregon Trail, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- that is correct, actually. That's so, pretty American of him. All right, so uh, the Smashing Pumpkins are next weekend in West Palm. Got some uh, instrumentals going right now, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, could you, by the way, could we just double check that uh, date? Is it the Saturday, next Saturday, the 19th? Uh, okay. Yes. Next Saturday, the 19th, Smashing Pumpkins, I think Financial Amphitheater. Four tickets, if you can guess how many questions Stone can answer correctly about the Winter Olympics, either right on or closest without going over. And where are we starting here, Stone? We have Nate in West Palm Beach. Nate in West Palm, you have the number one pick, one through nine. Nine questions, Nate. How many will Stone get correct? I'm going to go with five. Five. A solid five, says Nate. Uh, today's the greatest day. One of their hits, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, where are we going to next? We have Matt in Palm City. Matt up in Palm City. Matt, five is off the board. What number are you picking? How many is Stone going to get right? Winter Olympics, one through nine. Uh, I'm going to take seven. Seven, says Matt. Seven, says Matt. Okay. Number three, Stone. Jason in Jupiter. Jason in Jupiter. No five, no seven, one through nine. How many is Stone going to get right? Four. Four. Jason's going with four, and that leaves with four, five, and seven off the board. The pressure to whom? Ryan in Boca Raton. Ryan in Boca. Ryan, four, seven, five. Those are no goes. You have every other number, one through nine, at your disposal. What are you picking here for Stone? Give me the under. I'll go three. Three. Wow. Three says Ryan. All right. So, again, it's right on or closest without going over. That's how we play. Price is right. Rules always here on Ken Levick Alive. Stone Lebanowitz, his knowledge of the Winter Olympics with four Smashing Pumpkins tickets on the line. Uh, four Smashing Pumpkins tickets for Saturday. Lawn seats at, I think, Financial Amphitheater. All right. Here we go. We've got Nate, Matt, Jason, and Ryan, correct? That's right. All right. Number one, Stone. All X's. This prime NFL broadcaster was on the call of the United States men's hockey team's gold medal run in 1980. Uh, Jim Nance. Incorrect. 
On ABC was Al Michaels. Al Michaels, prime, prime NFL broadcaster. Prime, prime. Amazon Prime. Oh, yep. uh, love the confidence, though, Stone. Yeah, it was. <laughs> love the confidence. It was one of three. Yep. Uh, all right. The other one? So, 0 oh, for 1, Stone the Banowitz. Number two, number two. The 1980 U.S. men's hockey team beat this nation for its gold medal. Uh, 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 Russia. That's incorrect. Canada. Canada. That is incorrect. It was Finland. <laughs> Finland. They beat the Soviet Union in the semifinals. That's who I meant. Mm-hmm. It was Finland who they beat for the gold medal. I was right there with Stone. I said yep. Russia. I did the same. But that, well, a lot of people make that mistake. Uh, 0 for 2. 0 for 2. God. All right, here we go, just Stone. Loose, seeping. The confidence is just seeping yep. out of me. It's pouring out of you. Ugh. Tighten up. This 1993 film starring John Candy documented the story of the Jamaican bobsled team. This 1993 film starring John Candy documented the story of the Jamaican bobsled team. I know this one because uh, you've worn the outfit Mm -hmm. into the office. Mm -hmm. Jamaica warm-up. Five seconds. It's like true lines or... Two. One. Do you have a guess? Give me a hint real quick. No, I'm not giving you a hint. Cool Runnings. Ah, it's just real lines. Cool, cool Runnings. Runnings. Cool Runnings. <laughs> so close, Stone. You were cool so runnings. close. All right, Stone, this is not good. Number four. Oh. An earthquake marred the skiing competition at the 98 Nagano Olympics. Which Pacific Rim nation is Nagano located in? Uh. Come on. Which Pacific Rim nation is Nagano located in? Don't look at me to it, cheat. So there's two here. It's either Chile or uh, Haiti. I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go with uh, Haiti. Uh, Haiti's not in the Pacific Rim. It's in the Caribbean. You are an idiot! Chile? Also not Haiti? in the Pacific Rim. Are you kidding me? The correct answer is Japan. The country right next to the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean <laughs> where my family's from? Yeah. You went with that one? In That's a, nowhere in the Pacific Rim. In Rome. a shocking turn of events, Haiti's never hosted the Winter Olympics. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're in the Caribbean stone, right oh, next to the Dominican boy. Republic. This is a problem. How many more? Uh, five? Uh, five more. Here is number five. 0 for 4. 0 for I, right now. I, what? Uh, so, sorry to Matt, who guessed seven. Stone's <laughs> not going to get there. Hades uh, in the Pacific Rim now. The red-headed American gold medal-winning snowboarder is nicknamed the Flying Tomato. Sean White. Sean yes! White is correct. Stone is on the board. He has one right. Sean White is correct. Jeanette's still reeling from the Haiti guess of question number four. Well, Pacific know. Rim country, Stone said. Haiti. <laughs> that hosted the Winter, Winter Olympics. Right. Olympics. That's the most underrated part of that. Uh, number six, Stone. The biathlon is a sport that requires racers to cross-country ski and perform this other task. The biathlon. Cross-country skiing and performing what other task? Bi. Okay, so there's two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two things. Let's go with uh, Let's go with snowboarding. Incorrect. That would be shoot a rifle. Yeah, that's what I thought. You go pow, pow. We would have taken shoot a gun, firearm, anything, but you chose you chose uh, <sighs> snowboard. You know, I think this is the first time that I've actually have 
sympathy for Stone. Uh, still in the running. <laughs> still, still in the cool runnings for this. Ryan and Jason. They still are alive, but uh, why are they alive? Uh, because there's still three questions left, and Stone has one right. Ryan picked three. Jason picked four. But that means that Matt and Nate have a good weekend. Matt and Nate have already departed us. Yes, they are. The they are yes. not seeing, uh-huh. seeing a- uh, Number seven. This is going to test Stone's listening skills because this was said yesterday. Nancy Kerrigan won this medal in individual figure skating at the 94 Olympics. Nancy Kerrigan won this medal. Oh, God. Let's go with uh, it wouldn't be as easy as gold, so I'll go silver. The Hail Mary worked for Stone. Wow. A little process of elimination. And it also shows he was not listening yesterday, Jeanette. He was not listening because he mean? had to he got guess. It right. He got it. Yeah, he was guessing. No. All right. He guessed right. I was guessing. Ryan, he picked three. Jason picked four. Stone has two right, two left to go. Stone, in 2002, this sodium-watered American state capital hosted the Winter Olympics. In 2002, this sodium-watered American state capital hosted the Winter Olympics. Salt Lake City. That is correct. Yeah! We have full drama here. Three right for Stone. If Stone gets the last one wrong, Ryan's going to see the pumpkins next weekend. If Stone gets number nine right, Jason's going to see the pumpkins. Heavy drama. Number nine, Stone. Apollo Ono, Dan Jansen, Bonnie Blair, and FAU's Brittany Bowe have competed for America in this icy event. Apollo Ono, Dan Jansen, Bonnie Blair, and FAU's Brittany Bow have competed for the United States in this icy event. What is figure skating? Incorrect. Oh, my God. Speed skating. No. Speed skating. Skating, though. Skating. That's not. No. So, congratulations to Ryan in Boca. Ryan in Boca. Ryan, congratulations. You have won. Uh, to see the Smashing Pumpkins, what did you think of Stone's performance? I was right on target. Yep. I knew. I knew he knew nothing. <laughs> I knew he knew nothing. The victorious wow. quote of Ryan in Boca. Ryan, stay on so Stone can get your information. We'll get you set up for the pumpkins. That was thrilling. Skis and Stone. We'll wrap it up after this. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone Labanowitz just learned here on this show that Haiti has never hosted the Winter Olympics, nor is it in the Pacific Rim. I wonder, half of an island in the Caribbean, where it's Uh, hot and humid all the time, the Winter Olympics Olympics is very sound. What a cross-country skiing happening in Haiti. Our children are our most important assets. That's why the mission of the I Think Community Foundation is to improve the lives of children and families in the communities they serve and to help further this commitment. The I Think Community Foundation, with the help of I Think Financial Employee and Member Donations, will host its annual School Ready Days event. They're going to help over 800 kids in need get ready for school with backpacks and school supplies. Make a donation today. Visit ithinkfi.org foundation to learn other ways you can help I Think Community Foundation support local students. Good stuff this week, kids. Appreciate you uh, for Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen, and Stone Labanowitz, Rand McNally himself. I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.